It's gonna be the intro. <laughs> Dom doesn't love Michael Wesley back. It's okay. Okay. All right. So, it's a very, very special guest. <laughs> uh, we're with Michael Wexler, otherwise known as Sock Monkey Mike, uh, to his hundreds of fans out there. How many followers do you have? Thousands. Uh, thousands. I think my thousands. current one is over five thousand. Bigger than me. I might actually get some bumps on this podcast. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Waxler was a student of mine here at San Bernardino Valley College in the film program. He has since moved on to bigger and better things with Cal State San Bernardino's communications program, where he is, I guess, finishing up your officially junior year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm finishing up that year. Uh, I don't know how long I'm going to be at Cal State. I'm most likely. How two, long were you here for? Three years. But maybe you'll be on a three-year plan there, too. Yeah. It always works out like that. Really? Are you excited about actually getting to campus next fall? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, throughout this pandemic, I've always wanted just to see people again and just to interact with people. Like, us sitting down right now and talking is something that I really value because you get that human connection physically rather than on Zoom or on any Skype platform or anything. Right, right, right. So, what... What do you think you're going to, what are you going to do over there? Um, Well, I'm getting my BA in uh, communication uh, in the media studies and uh, just finishing up that. And um, I really been debating about getting a a master's, but. Master Wexler. That's what we'd have to call him. Yeah, a a doctorate, right? (laughs) Dr. Wexler. No, I know way too many doctors over there at Cal State already. It's like. Uh, so, I got the, I, we kid Mike a lot here in the program, but I do it out of love, <laughs> and then I, I also bring him up a lot in my other classes because um, he knows what he wants to do, and you see that in his work, and you see that if you follow his, his, his stuff at all, you know that. Um, what is it you do want to do? What is what is your dream? My dream is to become a sports broadcaster. That's something that I've wanted to do ever since I was 11. And I saw Vince Scully do it at a Dodger game. I think he was on KCAL 9 at the time because I don't think sports in LA was a thing yet. No. So um, I just saw a game and the way he storytelled uh, the baseball game meant so much to me because, first of all, that was way better than a dentist job. Because that would have way, took way too much uh, medical school. <laughs> Did you want to be a de- who was telling you to be a dentist? No, it was it was a little thing at. Uh, it's an I, interesting segment. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was a. Um, I think it was preschool. I had said at my graduation, I'm going to fix all of your teeth, and that was a dream of mine for some weird reason. Right. And then about ten years later, I decided that's not going to do it at all. It's not going to. It's going to work out for me. Mm-hmm. So it's more the sports broadcasting. And what have, what have you done to kind of build up that the that uh, repertoire, if you will, or um, for the repertoire, I like it's just honestly making content. Uh, I've made content ever since. Have you announced stuff? Yeah, oh yeah, I've I've announced stuff with uh, San Bernardino Valley College for the athletics program, uh, doing it for their volleyball, for their women's sports, uh, a little bit of their men's sports, um, and then not only that, but doing some uh, commentary for some professional wrestling 
uh, promotions. And yeah, how did you yeah. find the professional wrestling promotions? Because that's really what I'm deep dive into. <laughs> um, well, well, first, uh, one of them fairly recently was called Panamonium Pro Wrestling. Yeah. And uh, us, uh, the owner of that, I knew as a personal friend for years. And um, he just asked me, he's like, hey, would you mind doing this opportunity? And I said, yeah. Like, you know, again, no, nothing yeah. of the sort. And uh, that airs on, on Twitch every Thursday at 8 p.m. So if you guys want to go check that out, uh, do it at Pandemonium Pro Wrestling. Uh, and then same thing goes with Hard Knocks Wrestling. Um, my mom had a best friend that <laughs> that's dad runs a wrestling school over at the School of Hard Knocks. So shout out to the Hard Knocks Wrestling uh, for, you know, uh, Kind of just improving my skills and communication and not only that but kind of keeping that professionalism still alive where's that at that's in san bernardino um but right now they're currently not it well san bernardino court street kind of near uh city hall and all that oh really? <laughs> Random. i had no idea that was there i didn't know that i didn't know that either <laughs> yeah We're, no it's just as surprised as i am so you get into the rest you're doing the wrestling announcing you're doing the announcing here but then you got this whole persona called Sock Monkey. Where'd that come from? Why are you Sock Monkey Mike? Honestly, that was just, I was bored when I was a freshman year <laughs> of high school. And I thought, what could be a cool name on social media than just Mike Wexler? Sock Monkey Mike. That was literally it. There was no origin to that. There was no relevance to that. It just, it flowed off the tongue. And that's what I was from 2014 to now, 2021. Now, I have... I had a chance of meeting your mom at one of our functions not too long ago. <laughs> well, it, was, it was a while ago because it's pre-pandemic, obviously. And she's like, "Was he always like this?" And he's like, "Yes, he was always putting together PowerPoint presentations <laughs> when he was eight. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, what? So yeah, I always use because again, you know what you want to do and that's the path you're following. Uh, so what beyond the Cause that has gotten you some, some gigs, hasn't it? Oh yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I mean, it, it's really. What do you think the key is? Cause I, I look at what you've done in social media. You're just the high school student, basically at a cult, and you put together this persona. What do you think the key is to you growing your audience? Ooh, I, I just when it comes to audience, it's just connecting with people. It's not really anything of like, I have to approach this certain audience or this certain target of uh, viewers or anything like that or listeners. It's just connecting with anybody and everybody, you know, because I feel like that with something like a podcast, like how you're doing with this um, and just talking to these different people, it kind of expands the audience growth of reaching out to these different people. Like for me, I don't just interview wrestling people. I also interview sports people or influencers or artists. So it's really that, just that expansion of, you know, reaching out to everybody. So then it doesn't feel like you have to be a certain fan to listen or watch this. So uh, what, recently, who have you been, inter who's on your, what, how can we find your podcast? Let's oh, a, okay. The shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, well, the shameless plug is you can watch uh, at Mike Wexler, which is the new uh, name for the YouTube uh, you can definitely hear all the interviews that I've done uh, with your story with Mike that'd be me, uh, on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you can find your um, podcast uh, platforms. 
And um, yeah, there's some great people that I've interviewed. Joe Davis, who was, or who is, excuse me, the uh, sports commentator for Sports in LA for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, same thing recently with um, Adnan Karishi, who I don't know when this is coming out, but as far as I know, it should be coming out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sports broadcaster for wrestling. Um, and uh, just, just names like that. And then I interviewed someone local by the name of Ryan Ryder, who was a, um, he's at Mount Sac, and he's kind of like what we do over here is that he's a student of the communication field and um, just pursuing a passion. So how did you get, how did you get Joe from the Dodgers? Uh, that was actually interesting because I had reached out to him on Twitter of all places. And I just said that, you know, it would be a cool thing to get an interview with him. I actually put it as my uh, my pin tweet. My 2021 goals is to interview Joe Davis, and I guess he saw that, and <laughs> he just said, "Yeah, I'm willing. You know, just send me an email, and and I'd be happy to talk to you." And I'm like, "Like that's Joe Davis. That's literally the closest to uh, Ben Scully, actually." Uh, so it was a great conversation with him. We did it, you know, of course remotely, but it was still great a great conversation. Yeah. What, did you learn anything talking to Joe? Oh, yeah. I've learned how much he applies his personal life and makes it public. And he just makes it so natural for the, um, for kind of just the regular audience of his that maybe just know him for the commentary that says, you know, hey, he's a normal guy, just like how Vince Scully was whenever he did his storytelling. So it's really cool how those kind of two things connected. Did you ask him about, because he's taking over a legend. Obviously, in that booth. What did you get into? Any did he share anything with you about like moving into a big position like that? You know, he he talked about this in the uh, in the interview. He does not see himself as a as a replacement for Vince Scully. He he doesn't see himself as like the guy that is going to take over and stuff like that. He just sees it as you know continuing his legacy, and he's you know just again storytelling. It's not anything of. Like, he's going to be the new Vince Scully or anything like that, but he's, you know, making his own story. He's making his own statement. And um, he's just basically, you know, putting his work and putting Vince Scully's lineage into into showbiz. Right, because I, I think that, that might probably be the best way to go because I think the Cubs made a bad choice right after Harry Carey died and they put in his grandson. <laughs> it's like, well, that didn't work out too well. It took them a while to figure out, like, we just have to kind of uh, erase it. Just give ourselves some space from old Harry, uh, who I actually, because I grew up in the Midwest, and so one of my first baseball games was at Wrigley Field. And it's so small there, you could see the back of the press box from the, the back of, what is that called, the walkway, whatever, uh, of the stadium, and there is Harry, and there's a big thing of Budweiser, I'm sure, in a cup next to him, and those gla- you couldn't miss those glasses, that was the crazy part about Harry Carey's persona, but it's interesting that Joe's outwardly saying, I'm not trying to take over, I'm just trying to do my thing, that's good. Um, what I also am fascinated by your, and I tell, again, see, I, you, see you don't think I give you the credit, but I don't do it typically in front of you because I like to keep your head to a normal size before you walk into a room. But the other thing I appreciate about your social media is it very much, I think, acts as a resume for yourself and almost a portfolio for yourself. And so what has have you gotten... I, 
guess what I'm getting at. Have you had opportunities because of that social media? People reach out to you and say, hey, will you come do some work for us? Oh, yeah, I'd and say so. Just um, kind of talk about how you got into that space of thinking, like, I need to do something with this as a brand identity versus just my personal stuff. Well, yeah, because, like, you look at a lot of Instagram profiles. You look at a lot of just social media profiles, and uh, you kind of see a pattern. You see a pattern of you know, either promoting their own stuff and or they just promote other stuff, but they, it's just uh, a shared post on Instagram or something like that. So you could just click through. Um, I was blessed enough to find it, an app on iPhone called Mojo. And um, it's a thing where you could create unique Instagram stories. So I thought, what would be cool to do? Well, I first thought of doing my own stuff and see how that would go. But I'm like, that's not really something that's going to like pop out for people. So I felt like it would be great to showcase what I think is cool whenever I scroll through Instagram or YouTube and showcase them so that other people could reach out to them and all that, because I feel like that I'd rather see someone else uh, get the, the uh, not publicity per se, but the, the love and support for, for them than to say, you know, just, Oh, here's this thing. Here it is. Like, I want to make sure that, whenever I create these uh, Instagram story posts that... Um, that are so long. There's like 90 pages to them. They're I mean, but, but at the same time, you know, I like for me, of course it is long. I could go shorter, but I think it decreases the chance of just easily being skipped because I know that with a lot of people, they like to skip through stories or they like to skip through Instagram posts or scroll. Do you pay attention to your analytics on that? Do you go through oh, yeah. and see what... Okay. Oh, yeah. Has that inferred like... Is it told you in the beginning, did you kind of get a sense of like, all right, well, this isn't hitting and this is? Uh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think that at the same time when I'm looking at my analytics, um, I, I, I look at just, you know, what's the what's the interactions? What's the, uh, the number of button posts or the number of, um, you know, replies or whatever the case may be? Um, but I really kind of grown out of that mindset because... Like, for me, again, it doesn't really affect me of, like, man, I only got one story view, but it's only been an hour. So, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't affect me as much because I know that I'm highlighting what I find cool and my own stuff. So then that way the audience can see that and it's like, hey, this guy, this guy, he looks pretty cool. So so have you gotten any jobs out of, out of your social media? Um, as of right now, um. Unless you count the hard knocks and the pandemonium, not really. No. Well, why? <laughs> no. Why wouldn't you count those? I mean, I don't know because it's already mentioned. So they, you got the gigs from where were the so were you already working for them or was the thing that got your attention for the wrestling things the social media? Um. To be honest with the so with the with the wrestling thing, I know the social media did play a huge part of it, um, but it was just networking. It was just mainly just getting to know the people. Like I said, the owner of Panamonium I knew for years, um, and then with uh, Hard Knocks, it was just a coincidence that my mom's best friend with <laughs> best friend with the daughter. But so. you're speaking up, and I think this is the point I was trying to tell my other students: is like you know what you wanted, and you're speaking up, and you're putting yourself in that situation to make those things happen. So what? What do you see in the future for Waxer beyond a master's degree? <laughs> uh, you know what? That, that's a really interesting question because I really thought about that a lot recently. Because 
I've wanted the same job for 10 plus years now. And then looking at where I am now, I've only had one job, which is my first and only job. Yeah. <laughs> it's not paying a lot. But aside from that fact, I think, you know, I'm hoping uh, within the sports field, uh, whether that's through, you know, baseball, basketball, football, or if it's on the wrestling side of things, you know, to me, I want to explore and I want to make sure that once I'm set on that occupation, it's set in stone. You and, know, you, you know, know that Cal State's got their own radio station, right? Oh, yeah. Are you, are you going to get in the, involved in that? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you should just kind of make it happen, I think. I, I know the person that wrote this. We'll, we'll give a good word for you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate we'll be, it. Yeah. And, uh, well, okay. So, you're still working on that. Um, Come on, Lucas. Any you got... questions for me? Because you could use this for yourself, too. Ah. This would be a dual podcast. Uh, okay. I didn't know we were going to do that, but okay. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Because you always call me the one, the only, and I don't. The one. Uh, well, I, I mean, there's there's reason to that. I mean, for those who don't know, Lucas Cooney is a professor, the head professor over at the film, television, video media department, which is now. Added, he added a, he added an extra V that wasn't needed. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> film, TV, media. Well, okay. If you guys listen, then that's what he is. But um, but no, I mean, if there's any questions that I have for you, I mean, honestly, like. I usually run my podcast the same way and it's not anything written down or anything, but you know, like you have a great story, Lucas, <laughs> when it comes to being a professor, not only that, but you know, doing all these amazing productions and being a part of all these films and, and doing all your glorious work that you do. Um, I guess my only question, since I'd rather uh, schedule and interview yeah, them. you want to get um, me on your show. I yeah, um, would be. Uh, are you proud of your story? Am I proud of my story? Yeah, <laughs> the story that you've created thus far. Uh, yeah, no, I for sure because this was something I was thinking about. It's funny you ask today. Actually, I was thinking about it on the drive over here uh, today about how I got here. And I think it's it's important for anyone to listen to, whether they're in film or whatever the heck they're going to want to do after they get out of school. I was doing job placement services for students with disabilities for Riverside County Office of Education. And we took some of the students on a field trip to Mount San Jacinto College. Mm-hmm. And I met the guy there that kind of ran their disabled student services office. And I was like, I want to get a job on a college campus. That's all I knew at the time. Uh, this is my twenty, my twenties. Uh, but I'd also had taught film through a LA Parks Department program um, every Saturday, Lincoln Heights Park. We meet with students there and taught them how to make movies, basically. And like, and I got paid for it. So I had these two things going on in my head. I wanted to get paid to teach film, and I wanted to work on a college campus. And so the usual path for that, and I think that's the key to it, is there's no like straight path. The usual path for that is you study, you study, you study. You know, maybe, yeah, you could be a former filmmaker, and then you get into teaching, like so many of the ones that I had, or you're just doing a lot of studying, and then uh, you, you teach everywhere, and then you... Uh, get published and all this stuff and then you end up 
teaching at a college. So mine was a little bit different, where it was like, I knew I wanted to do that. Uh, when I got a job at Cal State San Bernardino, again, uh, with a program there called Workability for helping their students with disabilities find internships and jobs. Uh, all the while, my night job was I was doing filmmaking. So I was making short films, independent stuff. I shoot a commercial here and there for a local business. Um, still writing, still like pursuing it. And then end up uh, running into who you will have soon, because you're at Cal State, uh, Professor Rod Metz, who's part of the, the media program over there, the MassCom program. And he was just Happened to be in the same hallway that my office was. I was in an elevator with him. I was like, what do you teach, professor? He's like, yeah, I teach film. I'm like, oh, I make film. And so from there, we kind of connected. And i tell him, hey, I got a production. He'd throw me some students to go work on it. He'd have me come and do presentations in his classes from time to time. Uh, and then I said, I want to do what you're doing. How do I do that? And he said, go get your MFA. And so then I went to Fullerton to get that. And then... Working, working at, working at, uh, you know, was working full time at Cal State. And then I ended up working for a little bit for the tribe here, uh, Sam and Well, for a bit. And then I was at Cal State LA and then teaching at the same time, then getting published. And then this opportunity opened up. So it wasn't like I knew I wanted to get there. It just wasn't. So I think that's always my lesson to people is like you just don't know how you're gonna get where you're where you want to go to, and you don't know what that looks like yet, oh, yeah. and you can't know what that looks like yet, and that's always my my thing is like you're you don't know, but you, I think you're a, you're on a good path because you've been so laser focused. Oh yeah, I mean it's to me I've always just had that mentality of you know I need to go A B and C, you know what I mean? Because like I remember when I first got a valley and I talked to my first counselor, she was like. Oh, you already know what you want to do. You already know where you want to go. Yeah, I do. Well, it makes a big difference because then you, you're dead set on what you know. What the classes here that you that I had, or whatever you were side hustling on, that were maybe of keeping you from getting A's in my classes. Because you're busy on other things. I mean, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> to clarify, he would walk out of my screenwriting class and just disappear. I don't know where he would go. Then he'd come back and get the stuff. I saw him more in my next semester screenwriting class than the one he was actually enrolled in. Okay, 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 Lucas. Let's <laughs> let, let's clarify. I was there, and I got my C. <laughs> C's get degrees. C's right? do get degrees. Yes. <laughs> Unless you're Cal State and you don't count C minus. Anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> Step up your game, man. Mm -hmm. Step up your. But I, I always admired. I was like, well, he's. I'd see you at all these. I was like, oh, there's Wexler up in the booth, or you'd come down and, and talk to me when I go to the football games here. So I, I, I admired that, and I appreciate that. That's you're focused on that. And I'm sure that counselor did too. So, uh, but it's a rare thing that you have that much drive for it. So I just keep pushing on it. And Thank you. Don't get a master's until you've done something. Well, wow. <laughs> no, and I mean that I I had, I wanted to teach film, and I had just gotten out of film school, and I went to my old film school to talk to the dean about maybe getting a class to teach. And he said this, it was obviously blown, it was really well said. He's like, this place will always be here. Go do something. 
and then come back. And so I just, that stuck in my head. And so I think that's important for you is to keep doing what you're doing, go do something. Places like this will always be there. Oh yeah. I mean, that that's always been the goal. You know, I've always had, like I mentioned before, had the mindset of just doing, you know, what the path leads to. And then, yeah, it's taken a little bit longer than most people. I mean, three years is, ooh, for community college. That's not, that's not, actually, that's not too much out of the range. I mean, it's kind of, two years is like you're really, I didn't take a summer off, so. <laughs> but, I mean, things happen. It took me a while to get out of it community college sometimes it does and so you're still trying to you're still trying to figure some things out and trying to you know figure out what worked so i wouldn't beat yourself up too much for that any final thoughts final thoughts oh wow um that's a deep question uh no honestly i mean i think it's only a deep question if you're on your deathbed well no 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 (laughs) wow um no honestly i just want to thank you for the opportunity to get this conversation um you know i'm just a normal dude you know what i mean i'm not it, like people call me like this high and mighty social media Who influencer you that? It, it, it's weird it's like but no, yeah have you ever called him that no i can't say I wow okay but no but honestly like i feel like that my journey thus far has been has been a long one but you know i'm very glad of the process that it's taken behind you know, getting to where I am now and continuing on that path. I mean, you know, this. Oh, is... I know what the question is. Sorry. Finally, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. If an opportunity comes up that's out of state for you to announce and get paid, are you going to move and take it? Yes. Wow. All right. Good. Yeah. Good. I mean, why, why, why couldn't it? I mean, you know, with wrestling now, I mean, the main place is Florida. You know, yeah. if if I if I have to announce. Which I hope I do in Boston, which that would be a great thing. Yeah. Uh, Boston Red Sox. Um, because I, I visited Boston in 2009. Yeah. And it was just a beautiful stadium and just the, the overall feeling of it. Or if I have to move just somewhere local in LA, I'm down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, because that's, that's generally how it goes, is you end up starting somewhere you never thought existed. Have you have you put in applications for local minor league teams here? Did no, not anything with them. No, not yet, and that's on my end, like my fault because I've just been so. I'm, I'm a huge procrastinator. I think I saw the Sixty Sixers hiring not too oh, long ago. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely where I want to start out. Um, you know, just small things, you know, and then just promotions. Yeah, you have you hand out stuff. Oh yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down put you it. in the right spot. Well, good. Well, I'm glad we. I'm glad we had this talk. Thank you. Straighten you out. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh man. Well, I look forward to coming on your show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why? No one. I'm so jazzed about it. Oh man, the enthusiasm in your voice—I appreciate it. I'm excited about it. I think it's great that you've got a thing going on. It's cool. Yeah, but I do want to thank you once again, Lucas, because you're not just a professor; you are also a mentor of, you know taking me to where I need to go because you took a kid that had you know, has a love for sports and broadcasting and although I can't do the best behind camera, although I could barely hold up a boom and how <laughs> I can barely even touch Premiere Pro, um, you you took him straight to a great path, you know, and uh you introduced me to some great people, some people that like to joke around a lot and uh, you know, 
Certainly well, not. I was really, I was really impressed with. We couldn't get it off the way we wanted to, but I think we got. We did a couple of those version of your game day thing here, right? Oh yeah, SBBC with the game football. day. Yeah, yeah. It, it was so it was funny because we had a lot of pre-recorded stuff that never made air. Yeah. Um, and the one time it did go live on Facebook. I'm proud of it still, you know. No, I thought it was re- it was fun to watch. I really enjoyed it. So it's like you've gotten, I don't know, and, and I think that's something that you can't really teach, but you've got a natural understanding of the camera in front of you. So that's, that's a good thing. So I know, just like that camera and that camera. <laughs> it's looking me dead in the soul. Right. <laughs> it's, it's taking it from you. Yeah. All right, Mr. Wexler, well, thank you. Um, I do also, this is a bittersweet moment for the In The Can podcast today. Uh, really? My trusty sidekick here, Noah. That's me. He's got a gig. Uh, he's going to be working on the MTV show Wild and Out starting May 17th. Right around the corner. Yeah. So I'm going to tru- be getting a new trusty sidekick soon. But uh, I do want to thank Noah for getting these together and getting everything set up for us for the program. So that's one of the things, too. So shameless plug for the program. Uh, not only do we have a podcast room where we do all these at, but we also uh, fund for students uh, that want to come here and do podcasts. We have a platform that distributes everything. Yeah, it's super easy to everywhere. set up, too. You, you just have to give us some basic information, and we get it all set up for you. So take nice. take James Ripito's uh, 110 audio performance class, and then also take his 213 radio production class. Uh, both of them are offered in the fall. And you'll be running podcasts, and you'll be on podcasts. And those will get out to everywhere that you can imagine. Um, and Noah helped basically set that up. And we're going to go do bigger and better things, which we're excited about for the program. So I just want to say special thanks to my trusted sidekick, Noah. That's I gotta, I gotta break in a new trusted sidekick. <laughs> so, uh, cool. Any, anything, any final thoughts that you have, Noah? Uh, no. Well, I just, you know, this is my first time ever doing a podcast. I wanted to do a podcast with my friend Michael Larouge. Shout out Michael Larouge. Um, so this was great prep for that because I didn't, because I thought it was just like you know a couple of people sitting down and talking, but it's all. It goes, there's a lot more that goes into a podcast. It's a lot of work. So. It, I had fun. It was definitely a learning curve, but I had a lot of fun. Well, and I, I noticed on, uh, there's a website called entertainmentcareers.net, I think. Uh, so there's like podcast engineer positions open. So if you've got familiarity with doing what you're doing, or even performance side of it, check out that website for all my film and media students, entertainmentcareers.net. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I want to say thanks to everybody. Uh, I think I've got one more episode I'm going to do before the school year's out, and then I'll take a summer hiatus, and then, uh, <laughs> and then we'll be back in the fall. But uh, so I'll be on the lookout for that next episode that will be coming out in a couple weeks. Thanks again. Till then, toodles. Mm-hmm.